Welcome to Get Up in the Cool, old-time music with Cameron DeWitt and friends. This week's friends are Chris Stableford and Bruce Bowman. We recorded this in June at the music and dance camp they run with Nick Garris, the Earful of Fiddle Music and Dance Camp in Rodney, Michigan. Thank you again for having me out. For those of you who don't know about the camp, Earful of Fiddle is an immersive lakeside music and dance camp in Rodney, Michigan, whose mission is the use of traditional music and dance as community-building entertainment, fostering creative arts practice. And now that I've witnessed it myself, I can vouch that their mission is thoroughly accomplished. For the last 11 years, Earful of Fiddle has provided instruction in percussive dance, song, fiddle, guitar, banjo, mandolin, cello, and uke, as well as informal music sessions and evening dances. To find out more, visit earfuloffiddle.com or follow the link in the show notes in your podcast app or this episode's Facebook post. I hope to see you next year on June 21st. I also want to thank Elderly Instruments in Lansing, Michigan for sharing Get Up in the Cool online with their customers and increasing the reach of the show. Next time you need an instrument upgrade or new music gear, visit their online store at elderly.com. Stick around after the interview and I'll tell you how you can keep up with this week's guests. But first, here's my interview and jam with Chris Stableford and Bruce Bowman. Enjoy. Thank you. 
<laughs> Chris Stableford, Bruce Bowman, welcome to Get Up in the Cool. Thank you. Good to see you. Yeah, I guess I should have uh, clarified. Uh, usually I have my guests end the tune. That was a perfect amount of times for me, but I was like, yeah. oh, I think he's waiting for me to call it. Well, I, yeah, because we didn't specify. Yeah, okay. From now on, you give the foot or the one more time or whatever you like. <laughs> yeah, I was afraid yeah. to move. So, um, Chris, you are the show's first um, non-musical guest. Uh, but you are musical in the sense that you are a, a patron and supporter of the arts because we're here at right. Earful of Fiddle Music and Dance Camp. And you two, uh, along with Nick, are the founders. Correct. Yeah. Can you tell me about how did this all get started? This is year 11, right? It is. We about, here's what I remember. About 12 years ago, we were on a boat ride in School Section Lake and happened to go past the Family and Youth Camp, which is the facility, spoiler alert, where we had our camp for our first nine years. County Park. Yes. And it's got this great old lodge built by the CCC in the 1930s. What's the CCC? Civilian Conservation Corps. Okay. Um, just beautiful, beautiful lodge. Parks and Rec. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it seemed like a great place to have a camp. Yeah. And I think we had perhaps been... Perhaps you and Nick had talked a little bit, Nick and I had talked a little bit, but we had never had anything to push us over the edge of actually making it happen. Hmm. And along with the possibility of doing something like that together, we had uh, in the summer that was yet to come, uh, 20th wedding anniversary hours yeah. and a high school graduation party. Yeah. And I enjoy planning ahead, so <laughs> so we managed to rent the camp for a week and a weekend and do all those things during that period of time. Wow. <laughs> but you you have a spin on kind of being peer pressured by me and Nick, if memory serves. Oh, very good. <laughs> well, yeah. How, how did you all meet Nick? We've, we've known Nick since he was in... You've known, you've known Nick I've known him since he's in first grade. Yeah. Uh, I used to drive a bus that he rode. Oh, very good. After school. I'd take him to the daycare. So are you from Mount Pleasant as well? Or you no, were living there when... He... I was. It was a county bus okay. in Mount Pleasant. Yeah. And we picked up kids after school. Yeah. and took them to scattered places for daycare. And he always... Here's his like a 25 cent fare. Mr. Bowman, here's your, yeah. here's your fare. So we became buddies when he was a little kid and they a few years later they started coming to the festival and yeah. we watched him grow up and start dancing on stage mm. and um, years later one day Chris says that uh, she says that Nick says he would start a camp with us a fiddle and dance camp if you want to do it with them <laughs> as a trio I wasn't making that up. It was true. And then I, I couldn't say no. And then, and then you said to Nick, <laughs> Bruce will start a camp do it. with us. That would have been the sneaky way, but yeah. Nick and I had okay. talked. Cool. Yeah, at that point I couldn't say no to, to Nick. Yeah. And I seldom say no to Chris. <laughs> you got to save him up. This is also true. Yeah. They're all true. Yeah. So that's, you know, and, and he was already, he knew, he had gone to 
a lot of camps mm -hmm. as a kid, you know. Yeah. He was he still in school at that time. He was still going to Central Michigan University. But, um, so he was around, he was living in Mount Pleasant. And we uh, pulled things together over the course of the next year and offered our first class in the summer of 2000, and, our first camp, that is, in the summer of 2009. Yeah. So, Chris, uh, what in your life led you to, as a non-musician, mm -hmm. want to do all of the um, uh, worst parts of dealing with musicians, like wrangling them, negotiating pay, um, and <laughs> like all of that stuff. Like, what made you want to do that? Well, I suppose I didn't know any better. Okay, <laughs> good answer. But uh, it's. I would, I would also say that there hasn't ever been a whole lot of wrangling that people, yeah. the wages we've paid have been criminally low over the years uh -huh. <laughs> and people still want to be here. Um, it's such a great experience and such a, well, the, both of the locations we've had have been beautiful places to be. So really people have to my knowledge, have never demanded a particular salary. Yeah. This is what we're paying this year, and yeah. Um, so, so that part of it, I, there are things I do now where there's more wrangling of right. that nature. But right. um, for earful and hiring performers, that instructors, that hasn't been so much how it's worked. Well, they they want to they want to be with Nick. Yes. Yes. And I even think <laughs> yes. you know I know they they know. It's fun having Chris around, and maybe they want to be around me too. Yeah, a little cherry on top. <laughs> well, that's what Nick's always said that we have made up for a low budget by really treating people well. Yeah. So that helps. I've had so much fun this week. I'm glad. I almost didn't make it right. because it's of kind of Frontier. Claimed there were weather issues, but everyone else seemed to be getting into Grand Rapids. Anyway, uh, I spent a lot of effort getting here, and I was mm -hmm. I was ready, already grumpy. I was ready to not <laughs> to, to not have it be worth it, and immediately I was like, "Yeah, this is the best. Yeah, I've had such a good time." Yeah, I'm really glad it worked out that yeah. you could be part of it. Yeah, yeah, me too. Thanks for having me. It's yeah. really nice when people get here for the first time and and they see everybody milling around and laughing and have fun and yeah. waiting for things to get going you know yeah and we've there there was one year when we had a sort of a, a guest dancer who was kind of shy and reserved and um, some of the feedback she gave us after the camp was that and this would have been, I don't know, maybe year five or six, mm -hmm. so we'd been doing it for a while, that there were lots of people that clearly knew each other and mm. enjoyed being together. And she, she didn't say that, um, that we were clicky, because I don't think that was the case, yeah. but suggested that we make a little bit more of an effort to mm. include new people. Yeah. So we've, we've worked on that. We've done things like the opening night, um, yes. introducing somebody that you don't know or that you don't right. know very well to everyone else and that way if you're here for the first time you yeah. can start putting names with faces yeah good 
Uh, let, let's play another tune, and then I want to ask about bo both of your musical origin stories. Okay. Alright, um, what are we playing? What did we just play? We just played the Opera Rio. I've never Camera. heard of it or played it, <laughs> ever. Okay. Yeah, so what... Um, um, where's it from? See, some, a few of these are from the New England Chestnuts record recordings from the early 80s. Uh, Rodney and Randy Miller and oh, lots of... I can't think of everyone's name right Sandy now. Sandy Bradley, right? Sandy Bradley might have been in there. Um, the accordion player and... Uh, those records just really made an impression on me. Yeah. I was like northern music, you know, New England music. You'd, you'd hear it once in a while, but... Um, so, it just as it turns out, there's a few in this little set that yeah. we have written down that are from the New England Chestnuts. And, you know, some are Irish, some, you know, like it might say, New England for an attribution, sure. you know. But probably not completely true. Yeah. <laughs> so the other one now is the Staten Island Hornpipe with a little a little twist that came from a package of a former uh, fiddle instructor here uh, that came from Milwaukee. Uh, whose name I'll think of in a little while. Susan Nicholson. Susan Nicholson, of course. <laughs> this is, I'm glad you're here. <laughs> <laughs> After camp, like a couple months. Yeah. After camp, we don't, you know, we do the teaching by ear, and um, after camp, a big box full of sheet music came, just extra stuff. She's yeah. sorting out her cool. house, you know, and getting rid of things. And deep in the middle of that pile was a, a new, uh, a copy of Staten Island Hornpipe with a new variation. That yeah. I don't think anybody ever heard. Great. And I don't think very many people appreciate it. Hey. So, <laughs> so, well, at least that not, changes today. Yeah, yeah let's, 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 let's do it. So Staten Island Hornpipe. All right.
cool. What's the different part? Instead what? of this. I could see how some people would miss that. Yeah, I really like this that's version exactly too. Exactly what they say. Well, yeah. I, I would kind of miss the other part. So you know, maybe you could just do both. You know. Yeah. yeah in your arrangement. Old, yeah. The old one in once in a while. Yeah. I want to ask you about how each of you got into music, because I know that um, Chris, you are an avid fan. I feel like most of the things that you post on social media are like music-related, upcoming shows that you're excited about. Mm -hmm. um, Recordings, things like that, um, and obviously you play the fiddle, Bruce. So, um, uh, yeah, let's start with you, Chris. Um, what made you? So, even though you've had like a uh, a lucky time getting good people that like maybe aren't too much work um, to, uh, you know get to work together um, for this camp. Um, it's still, I think it's a it's a kind of task that a lot of people wouldn't sign up for unless they're really passionate about music. So mm -hmm. where does that come from? Well, I, I started getting involved with the Wheaton Music Organization when I was in college. And that's okay. actually how, how Bruce and I met. And that's like a huge festival, right? It's, it's good sized. Yeah. 12 to 13,000 people. It's big. It's been, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Four or um, six years. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Been around Big for a good long while. Yeah. <laughs> and as I became more involved with that organization, I joined committees that did programming for the fall festival. And there's another event that Wheatland sponsors called Traditional Arts Weekend, Memorial Weekend. And that involved starting to, in some cases, reach out to artists about performing and being part of yeah. those events. So dipped my foot in the water that way and that's been gosh I started being involved with Wheatland in the early 80s yeah in the early 80s yeah. so. are you are you still involved with I, I was on the board for a long time and around the time that we started having kids and that kept us a little bit busier at home sure I, I dropped off and have resumed involvement in the context of planning committees yeah. um, for, for the fall festival for uh, the community ed programming that the organization does, including Traditional Arts Weekend, yeah. and then there's a scholarship committee that I'm part of. So I, I'm able to uh, have an impact and yeah. be yeah. involved in a productive way. The community education committee is the one that takes care of the lessons that are offered. Right. Hmm. You know, I've been doing fiddle lessons through that program for yeah. over 20 years. So, were you specifically interested in traditional music before? Yeah. Wheatland. I I had uh, pretty unspecific musical interests, but including including some folk and trad. Yeah. And uh, that degenerated into old time yes <laughs> as it does it's a slippery slope yeah <laughs> very good hmm. yeah, that's been my favorite i guess i would have to say for the past 20 or more years that's great because i i think sometimes i i wonder if if some people see old time music as 
a bit of a self-indulgent uh, genre because so many of the people who play mm -hmm. it uh, or so many people who listen to it also play it. Right. And it's like, I've always wondered, is there an element to it that you have to you have to play it in order to appreciate it? Or if it, you know, but like obviously there are people that... <laughs> have found their way to old time without... Those, those are called musician spouses. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think the idea... Well, even Wheatland, you know, back in 1974, was we wanted to present the traditional music because we figured it was people music, you know. Yeah. And, and for our area... Uh, you you have to travel some distance to, to find this yeah. kind of this type of music, and uh, and you know so that's been going on for years and years and years now, and and we've gotten more and more involved, and with camp it's more where younger people are coming to camp, mm -hmm. a lot of younger people, you know, five year olds are coming to camp yeah. nowadays, and. We want them to have the same experience, the, 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 we, the good feelings that we got out of providing the music and then learning how to play ourselves yeah. with my, my friends. And now we get to share it. We get to share all these old tunes that, you know, we're not getting any younger. And, and they come and they come, they just want to be force-fed these. Yeah. The, the music, they want to be force-fed the banjo instruction. And Sorry. It was really cool um, today watching Christine's class. Um, uh, Christine Williams, either former or future guest of the show, depending on how, the order that I release this. Um, but she, uh, she was just playing this very slow, like you know 60 beats per minute or something like tempo fiddle tune and there must have been five um preteen girls all playing with her um and almost all of them with like pink and purple hair <laughs> and like and cool haircuts and like uh you know and they're all just yeah. hanging out with um this uh with one of their elders and taking like her knowledge and and they all are so focused and they all sounded great and they were in tune with each other and it was really really beautiful and uh yeah, yeah <laughs> it's cool to see that's that's what it is and and, and you know and we get elderly people too who maybe have been one guy he, he'd been trying to figure out how to play the fiddle for 20 years yeah. on his own and he just wasn't he hadn't got to the level he wanted to, yeah you know that he wanted to attain and and he came here for a couple of years, and he was here last year, and probably the year before. And, you know, we didn't see him this year, but he—I'm sure—he learned a lot, and yeah. he made friends, and he's a little bit of a homebody. Yeah. He's not going to drive a half hour to find a jam session. I don't yeah. think. But he could. Yeah. He could now. Where taking away ago, the obstacles. Yeah. 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 Five years ago, he wouldn't even have considered it. I th that's one of the things I like the most about traditional music is, I mean, I guess it's the other way too. It's not just old people, uh, older people um, mentoring young folks. I mean, I also saw some people with white hair learning tunes from Jake Blunt, who's, sure. who is um, one of the youngest adults that I know, both in age and in, and culturally. You know, he's profoundly 
millennial in a lot of ways. And they're, you know, in this like culture where a lot of uh, older folks are feeling, um, uh, what's, what's a good, what's a good, um, delicate word for this? Um, that's not grumpy or curmudgeonly. <laughs> People are going on like millennial rants and things like that. And like yeah. what's happening to this generation. It's really cool to see, um, older folks like learning from someone like Jake and recognizing his wisdom and like wanting to learn from him. Um, and yeah. And not just as a, a young person, but as a, a black queer person, which is another thing that's cool about this camp. Uh, a lot of people call it queerful, <laughs> which I really appreciate. <laughs> I have not heard that. <laughs> you haven't heard it? No. I, I've been constantly hearing it <laughs> um, because uh, I love that. I yeah. haven't heard that. You hadn't heard that either. Uh -uh. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I think it's uh, a really, really lovely um, and accurate uh, nickname. Yeah, because it it is queerful here and queer friendly that's for sure yeah and queer full actually. yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought of something else that the the sharing and uh, I just played for uh, one of the dance classes and I usually get a, a couple of those and uh, when the this is what really the, the cement that binds everybody. Well, it's music and dance camp. Yes. You know, fiddle and dance. And Nick's always quick to say, fiddle, come on, get your fiddles out. Yeah. And they talk, the dance teachers talk the same way the fiddle teachers do. The dances that they're teaching are broken down Yeah. in the same horse, mule, horse, cow, the same chunks that we talk about with fiddle tunes. Right. You know? The, like, little mnemonic devices. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right, to, right. yeah, help and, it hold in your mind just yeah it's just the same it's they're so intertwined and, and that's the whole idea yeah and we didn't have to tell them you know I don't have to tell the dance teachers that you should talk like I do yeah about teaching people stuff because they just teach the way they learned from their mentors and they go to the tunes go together with the fiddle uh, with the dances it seems like this is a pretty unique place in that regard like how many other camps um you know per state are there that like have equal parts fiddling or uh instrumental instruction um and vocal instruction too yeah, well, and, and 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 dancing mm -hmm. yeah for years it's been almost the same number of dancers to yeah. the same number of fiddle players yeah that would that would be a better question for Nick than for us, yeah. based on how widely he travels and participates right. in camps and things of that nature around the country. But it's what we do. Yeah, it's how we've always done it. We look forward to it. Well, all of a sudden now we're just coming to the end of it. We'll go home, and go back to work. Yep, <laughs> back to our back to our lives. Yep. Yeah. Well, uh, let's. Uh, I need to get into another key. I think. Oh yeah, I need to get to A real quick. Lamplighters and Dundee. Yeah. So, what are the names of these next few tunes? Cameron, these are the Lamplighters Hornpipe and the Dundee Hornpipe, also known as Kildare Fancy. Okay, great. <laughs> Thank you. 
I haven't asked your fiddle origin story yet, Bruce. When did you start playing? Uh, when I was 25, I, uh, ex I, a friend of mine was gifted a fiddle. Were you about to say an ex of yours was gifted a fiddle? Okay. Is that what I said? <laughs> what, what, is that true? Is it an yeah, ex? Well, we, it's for life. Yeah. Well, although maybe you weren't married at that time. Yeah, we don't remember. We can cut this out if you want. <laughs> no, no, it's all right. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> her, her best friend and one of our best friends, um, yeah. an old, uh, she's gone now, but she was active in Wheatland for years. She gave her best friend a fiddle for yeah. her birthday. Yeah. And she, she opened it up and she went like this. I'm not kidding. She went like this. And I said, Oh. That's what my son did when I gave him a fiddle for his birthday. <laughs> he actually ran ran away and, and st stomped off. <laughs> well, I hadn't been looking for one. Oh, I had been trying to learn to play. I had a guitar and 
Okay. Somebody so let me have a mandolin for a little while. So you had some prior musical experience? Bit. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't the guitar didn't take and the mandolin made a little more sense and it but it was a loner and mm -hmm. um, so the fiddle kinda came around at a good time and I was able to start uh, my friends wouldn't let me take it out of the house for a couple yeah. of years. I feel like you have to, in order to take up fiddle, you have to have a specific goal and like, or have a specific interest in fiddle music. Did you are were you already exposed to traditional music? Yeah. Okay. I uh, the Bugs Bunny show always had the Bugs Bunny cartoons always had fiddle music in them. You're right. Right. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that, but yeah, yeah. you're you know, absolutely so we, right. <laughs> we, we laid in front of the TV and watched cartoons, of course. But also, a, um, he was a cousin, a cousin of my dad, but he was a lot older. We kind of thought of, thought of him as an uncle. He lived down in Saline, down in Washington County, and um, he was a dance caller, and he had a record player and a bunch of 78s you know probably the henry ford orchestra yeah you know being that close to detroit and two or three summers when we were growing up he had a big party at his house he swept the barn floor just immaculately clean and he called to play the records and called dances and we got the square dance and a family barn you know my dad's it was my dad's side of the family so that i think that made an impression yeah. Uh, too, you know. Plus, in those days when we were growing up, we had in gym class we had square dancing. Yeah. So yeah. Phys ed teachers in those days had a record player with a bunch of square dance. Is that how long had that been going on? Because there's all these articles going around about how Henry Ford was like wanting to instill square dancing for pretty bad reasons, but still, <laughs> square dancing, square dancing is cool um, in schools like. Uh, how long had that been going if, on at that point? I don't know point. if he had an influence with the schools. He he may have that part of the story. You know, I don't think I've read yeah. a lot of that stuff. And uh, as far as the public schools, I don't know why. Maybe it was social. You know, to just try to get some interaction. Yeah. Boys and girls. You know. Uh, but that would be the material they would have had. Yeah. All those square dancing records. Yeah. And all the phys ed teachers all had access to that. Yeah. Stuff, you know? Cool. So that was your exposure. Bugs Bunny and school square dancing. Yeah. 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 So fast forward um, to your 25 and you have just appropriated your then wife's fiddle. Right. And uh, and you right. hold up in your house for two years before and taking it, made, it out. Well, it made more sense. It, it became, I could kind of, it looked like I was going to be able to figure it out because it had only four strings sure <laughs> and I'd be, we'd been watching a lot of we'd been following uh bands around for a few years yeah. and uh, what do you mean following them around there was there was a bluegrass band that lived that didn't live too far away and they yeah. were in mount pleasant and and shepherd a yeah. lot close for us so saturday nights were a big big night we'd uh, we'd watch hee-haw while the women yes. were getting ready to go out heard a lot about hee-haw yeah. And then we'd go see this bluegrass band and we would dance. We would dance, you know, just couples dances. Yeah. It was pre-clogging, pre-Wheatland clogging experience. And there's the Pine River Valley Boys and they had a great fiddle player. Oh my gosh, he was amazing. And so, we, you know, that kind of stuff just, just grabbed me. And yeah. I didn't necessarily try to learn anything that I remembered from those guys playing, but 
his his expertise was uh, inspirational, I guess. Yeah. And when I learned slowly, learned you remember how it felt. Yeah. Yeah, to listen yeah. to. Yeah. yeah. And you know, and the good stuff. I mean, being able to play anywhere as near him took years. You know? Yeah. But we, I was also I was with my friends. We're all learning at the same time. Yeah. All that helps. Level. We just had bumped into each other. Total serendipity. Yeah. You know, no one went looking for the other person. We bumped into each other. Perfect. Somebody's carrying a banjo. Somebody's carrying a guitar. Yeah. Hey, what are you doing tonight? We're going to a yard party. Yeah. Let's go. Okay, I'll go. <laughs> so that happened Great. a lot for years, you know. Yeah. And that's how we learned to play. How to play together. Hmm. You know, that was part of it, too. Cool. Was Bruce's fiddling a, a feature or a bug for you when you guys met? Was it like, uh, oh, I like this man partially because he's like a musician? Yes. Or Yeah, okay. Really? <laughs> yes. Are you saying, uh, <laughs> I, I, I realize it's, you know, because sometimes like having like that kind of instrument in the house is like, it's not whatever. Once again, it's not something everyone would sign up for. Yeah. <laughs> well, he did get rid of the banjo uke after a short. Time. Great. Good compromise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was pretty noisy. Boy, <laughs> the little wonder. Wow. What was the, what else did they call it? <laughs> little wonder was another. Uh, that was its name on the, on the right. instrument. Oh, so it, it was like a Vega little wonder p pot. Those those are really loud. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really loud. Yes. Then I had a mandolin for a little while too, and uh, it ended up not holding up very well. It was. Yeah. Sure smells good though. It still ha it hangs on the wall now. I use it as a look at the mandolin. It's got the frets, and there's the first finger. Oh, it has two spaces for your first finger and two spaces for your. Oh, second really? Because there's no frets here, so okay. we use that as a chromatic scale yeah. delineator, sure. if you would. <laughs> <laughs> um, I need to get to the key of C real quick. Alright. Louisiana Hornpipe.
Yeah, it's sort of like halfway between a rag and a billy in the low ground. Kind yeah. Of. yeah. Yeah. That's really neat. Jeff Sites, you know, he's a violin builder in St. Louis, and I can see where the polite tunes would have been pretty handy for him, you know. And and we've we, we've been playing the Grand Picnic for years, and we didn't really know where it came from. I don't. Well, we got it from a recording from a Hammer Dulcimer band in upstate New York. Yeah. You know. <laughs> so, and it's up with the Missouri tune by a Frenchman. Yeah. Called the Louisiana Hornpipe. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah. So, we have one more tune left. This is the part of the show where I usually ask um, what you want to promote. Obviously, you're full of fiddle, music, and dance camp. Um, thank you for buying ad space for me in the past. This one's on me. <laughs> um, <laughs> nice. So, uh, yeah, you. Um, uh, Y'all teach uh, like Appalachian dancing, Irish dancing. Um, uh, what was Mar Marley, Marley dancing? dancing yeah, I got to play for some of that today. Twenties in England, yeah, in London. All sorts of different kinds of, of yes. dancing, yeah. and then uh, fiddle. I think ukulele was happening, banjo, um, cello. cello, voice. Um, am I missing Guitar? anything? Yeah, guitar, obviously, yeah, there's, yeah, I, I totally forgot, yeah. So last here. year we added the blues guitar <laughs> yeah. to the regular just session. Well, this is the third year we've done that. Is it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So a lot of options, a lot of different ways to participate. Mm -hmm. um, and our youngest student is five, six. Yeah. Our oldest might be 66. Yeah. Our oldest participant. It's a good spread. Yes. Yeah. 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 50 years there, right? Or 60 mm -hmm. years yeah. there. Mm -hmm. 60 years. Yeah. Cabins, tents, dorms, food. Yep. Electric yeah. hookups. Yeah. All so important. The lake. Yeah. I just finally yesterday <laughs> got to go to the lake. And I think later, um, if time allows, we will be trying to do a square dance um, on that floating <laughs> thing out of there um, <laughs> and have it called from the dock and, oh and have Jake play. So that's that's in the works if we can make it happen. Yeah. It's definitely going to happen. I hope to be able to participate. So yes, yeah, yes. that's the kind of well, stuff you can expect. The, this is the stretch of time to do it. It, yeah. it won't be dark until 10 o'clock or later. So and we have our dates for next year. Yes, we do. Oh, great. June 21. It's just earfulofiddle.com, right? Mm-hmm. For yep. sign-ups. Yep. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, they can learn a lot by looking at the at the website. Great. Skill levels. Yeah. We don't, you know, we try to, we got to have a manageable number of skill levels. Otherwise, yeah. it's chaos. Yeah. Go and <laughs> right. So once you, you look at those, you get the idea that you either, you need to bring a fiddle, you need to bring an instrument, and at least know how to get yeah. out of the case and you can start right there. Yeah. And another thing uh, I guess t to mention, um, slight slight tangent, is Chris, you represent Aaron Jonah Lewis. Indeed so if, do. It, if anybody uh, wants to hire Aaron Jonah Lewis, and I would assume that would be so many people, uh, he's kind of the best. He's amazing. He won first 
place at Galax recently. I was there when he won the Neotrad contest at Clifftop way back when with uh, Ruchi Tucci and the Ragtime Kings. So uh, he's, yeah, one of the most amazing musicians I've ever seen. So uh, people he, should he contact has a new you. He record <laughs> coming yeah. out this fall. Oh, great. From Classic Detroit, banjo. Michigan. Yeah, he's been really working on that yep. classic banjo stuff. The new record is all, it's it's not just all classic banjo, it's all Joe Morley. So Awesome. Yeah, he's really yeah. excited about that. Am, am I missing anything? Do you have any uh, like music that's available for purchase or anything? Bruce? Not Well, not really. Our Don't you have a CD Baby presence? Yeah, CD Baby is where our instructional recordings are. There's, oh, great. There's four instructional recordings of traditional tunes. And um, are uh, are they in? Are the tunes like in this style of repertoire? I mean, well, in like the New New England chestnut kind of stuff. Well, no, most of it. These were done twenty years ago, and okay. most of it's uh, traditional Southern stuff. The, okay, the cool. things I learned it, cool. it, as I was learning to play. And uh, well, I will hunt that link down and uh, and put that in the show notes. I only show have notes. a couple of them, and I didn't, so I didn't bring them. Um, and I'll give you of, one of my cards if I haven't already. Perfect. There's a couple of Rhythm Billy CDs still around. Oh, cool. Uh, but main call to action. Phrenology, it's called. Phrenology. Main call to action, Earful of Fiddle uh, 2020. Yes. Sign up now. It is awesome. I very much hope to return. It's really great. <laughs> I've had a great time. Earful and it's not done. And it's not done. <laughs> We've got Earful Idol this evening. Yes, Earful uh, Idol. So many things. <laughs> and we'll have some new people coming out. Some family members will be coming out, and yeah. maybe some donors might pop in. Oh, very good. Some recent uh, donor uh, help yeah. sponsorship. So what are we going to play for this last tune, Bruce? Well, we got the Batch Elders Reel. Here we'll go again with the New England stuff. Different key. Yeah. But uh, uh, good counter dance stuff. And we do a lot of that playing for contra dances. Yeah. And there are more, I mean, nowadays the square dancing is still out there and everybody will call a few squares at one of their dances, but a lot of contra dances. Yeah. So thanks so much for uh, being on the show and thanks for having me here this week. Well, you're, uh, you're very welcome. We've been tickled just waiting for you to get here and yeah. we're glad to, <laughs> glad to be with you. Happy to tickle. Very very much.
<laughs> Earful of Fiddle is June 21st next year. Registration isn't open yet, so make sure to follow them on Facebook to stay updated. Make sure to check out Aaron Jonah Lewis's website, AaronJonahLewis.com, and buy all his albums because Chris Stableford represents him. Also, Bruce Bowman's Fiddle Tune instructional albums are available on CD Baby. All that is linked in the show notes. Thanks again to Elderly Instruments for spreading the news about the show. You can visit their online store at Elderly.com. If you want to hang out with me twice a week, I have another podcast called Think Outside the Box Set. You can find that wherever you get your podcasts. That's all for now, friends. Thank you for listening. Come back same time next week to get up in the cool. <laughs>